with you all day long. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. All right, it's the uh, podcast after the broadcast. And uh, this is what we do at the end of the show. We've just finished having this show. And I know most don't believe that it's hard work to do a radio show, but it's uh, mentally exhausting. There's a lot of things that happen in between the talking that you hear. Yeah. We're pushing buttons. I'm going to the bathroom 19 times. We're talking to our wonderful listeners. Mm-hmm. Many of them call us on a daily basis, actually, just to check in. They've become more like family, haven't they, Matt? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, the responsibility we have in people's lives sometimes we forget about. Yeah. You know, to, you know we become a part of their, their routine and their... We're their family too. Yeah. So I I relish the fact that we have people that call us every day. Yeah. It's so amazing. Yeah, it really is, right? So they check in. and So if you're listening, you haven't called us. What the hell's wrong with you? Okay. Or maybe what the hell's wrong with us? Yeah. Could be. (laughs) But Matt, now you have to actually talk on those calls. You never talk on them. No, because everybody wants to talk to Chris. (laughs) (laughs) I talk on those calls. That's not true. Yeah. No, sometimes you laugh and things, right? I make a joke. Yeah, that's true. I'm not the draw. It's you two that are the draw. (laughs) Oh, come on, Matt. Come on, Matt. People like you. They do. Not you two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not calling you. <laughs> we did this uh, uh, rarely asked question segment mm. on Instagram, and somebody asked, I noticed they asked uh, if our spouses get along as well as we do, like get along. Oh, yeah. You know, and I thought that was an interesting question to ask. What do you mean, like get along? I, uh, do they like each other? Like, I guess. I mean, I think they do. I think, I my, think so. My wife definitely has a soft spot in her heart for little Bobby, Jack's <laughs> yeah. husband. Bob's and, hard not to get along with. Yeah. He's yeah. a, uh, just don't be wasted in a cab. <laughs> Him and my wife got into a politics once. Okay, oh, yeah, so they that's don't right. get along. Yeah. No, they get along great. Yeah, just, it's just don't talk politics. No, yeah, in a cab when they're drunk. Yeah. Okay, got it. Well, we've established a lot. So this is what this is about. It gives you a little bit of a, uh, you know, you get to come in the studio with us. That's what's happening. We got to go now. Welcome. I see the phone's ringing, so we got to talk to one of our frequent callers. You too. Matt, to talk you anyway. take this call. Yeah. All right. You're listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. A good morning, mainly cloudy today with a chance of showers in the late afternoon, a high of 20 degrees, and expect much the same for your weekend. A chance of showers throughout and highs around 18 degrees. Californians are being told to be prepared for many more aftershocks following the strongest earthquake to hit the southern part of the state in 20 years. The 6.4 magnitude quake struck yesterday morning about 240 kilometers northeast of L.A. Since then, there have been more than 100 hundred aftershocks. Former Eskimos quarterback Mike Riley opened up on 6:30 chat about his struggles with mental health issues. Riley says he has suffered he suffered his first panic attack back in January of 2018, waiting in bed for his wife to finish brushing her teeth with his daughter asleep in her room. I rolled over and turned the lights off and, and as I closed my eyes just it honestly felt like the entire room was just closing in on me, squeezing in and, and uh, you know, my heart was, was racing more than it ever has, and, and it felt incredibly challenging to breathe. Um, and it was just a feeling of dread is really the only way that I can explain it. Riley says mental health is something that as a society we continue to choose not to talk about, and that needs to change. After 67 years, the satirical publication Mad Magazine, instantly recognizable by the gap-toothed smiling face of mascot Alfred E. Newman, is leaving newsstands. After its fall issue, the humor magazine will be reprinting previously published material, which will be available in comic shops and through mail subscribers. But the only new material is going to come in special editions at the end of the year. It's like an end of an era. Hmm. 
was more of a cracked man myself, but yeah. I enjoyed a man. Yeah. All right. I'm Jack, and that's what you need to know this morning. Thank you, Jack. All right, here we go. It's a time for the Too Early for a Question question. Uh, again, Sleep Country Cool Gel Pillows are up for grabs for the uh, smartest person listening this morning at 780-421-1039. Over 95%, that is a lot of percent, <laughs> say that this activity is not a good idea to do on a first date. Hmm. Ribs. This, the, ribs? Yeah, that's my guess. <laughs> Just own it. It's it's not ribs, okay. all right? But 95% of people say this activity is not a good idea for a, for a first date. What is the activity? You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Okay, what is it? What is that thing that you just never should do on a first date? Jack said it was uh, eat ribs, huh? Yeah. Please don't ever take me to eat meat off bones on any date. <laughs> I don't think Bob's ever seen you eat a rib yet. <laughs> I don't think so either. But like you could do that I think Jack. Yeah. But you both have to like agree that like just let it be messy and yeah. in, and like revel in it. No, I could never. Yeah. He'd have to wear we'd have to wear blindfolds. <laughs> <laughs> the blind box rib challenge. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. What about you? What is the what is the worst thing for you uh to happen on a first date? Like Matt just says just let her be messy. Uh don't go to a movie. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that on a first date. No. It's an awful first date. But yet, it's kind of a good way to like to yeah. slowly like dip your you, toes like, in it. Get to hold hands and share popcorn, and then talk about it after. Yeah, but you're sitting there awkwardly with a person you barely know quietly for two and a half hours. That's a long and movie. Did you I say guess. hold hands? Like hold hands on a first date? Yeah. Really? Yeah, for what? sure. You're giving up the Come hand on. on the first date. I'm giving up my hand. You're watching Bachelor too much here. Seriously, <laughs> things move way too quick. There's That's no- the only thing I'm giving up. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Seven eight zero four two one one zero three nine. What about you? What is the thing that uh, yeah you should never do on a first date? We want to have some fun this Friday morning. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Final thanks to the too early for a question. Question: Ninety five percent of people say that karaoke is not a great idea for a sta- first date idea. So we're asking what uh, other suggestions would be to not do. And we got this text. I'm big into hunting, so on a first First date with my now fiance, we went to a shooting range. Well, she was adamant on shooting my rifle rather than a smaller caliber gun. The first five shots went off pretty well, but on the sixth, she didn't have the gun tight to her shoulder. She pulled the trigger and took the scope to the eye. Five stitches later and a black eye, she's still with me today. Wow. Ouch. What a story. There's a couple of things that you shouldn't do uh, on a first date. Yeah. Or related to that. Yeah. Paintball. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Paintball, paintball bad. Yeah. I think a shooting range is okay. Yeah, yeah. it'd be okay. Axe throwing maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. As long as you're not like, or somebody can get hurt, it's always a bad idea. But axe throwing, you're not going to get hurt. Probably. What about laser tag? I guess, yeah. <laughs> I it's would hard judge to look hard cool. if a boy well, brought me to laser tag. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if he owned it, and like, it was like a ha-ha date. Yeah. Maybe. I think laser tag would be better than paintball for sure. Because, yeah. you, you know, I, you think of that Dumb and Dumber with the snowball fight. Like, you just don't want to blast her in the head, <laughs> so right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for your suggestion. There you go. Keep that gun and scope close, close. to your body. Here's Tim Hicks on Kissing Country. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, talking about the Too Early for a Question question, we found out that 95, 95% of people say, Going to karaoke on a first date is a really bad idea. But what so, if he sounds like Seal? Well, yeah. Does anyone? 
Seal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're going with seal, then yes. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're somebody, but I think that a lot of people that sing karaoke think they're probably better than they are, right? Yeah. What if you like sandbag and you're like, Brett Kissel goes on a first date with his w- wife. Yeah. yeah. And doesn't he doesn't tell her? tell her that like, oh yeah, I'm kind of a hot shot. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be kind of cool. That's probably the 5%, right? Oh, like, right. There you go. That probably makes sense. Anyway, so we're we're asking the question, what is those things that uh, you just shouldn't do on a first date based on experience? Yes, Tammy. Gentleman, um, I, he asked me out, and I said, "Well, I'm. I have a baseball practice that night." And he says, "Well, that's okay. I know how to play baseball." And he goes, "Do you need any help?" And I says, "Well, actually, we could use a couple more guys." Right. He truly does not play baseball. But anyways, <laughs> so uh, he kept staring and watching me all the time and everything like this. And a ball was coming toward him, and it hit him on the side of the face. <gasps> so he had a huge black eye. <laughs> Yeah, but that's like the most adorable thing ever. So distracted by your beauty. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But truly, you don't know how to play baseball. You yeah. have to be looking at the ball. Right. right. Uh, Did you go on more dates with him? or? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. We went on, uh, dated him for three years. Okay, did you oh, wow. did, did you get to third base? Um, am I supposed to tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy eventually hit himself a home run. Oh, man. <laughs> then he struck out. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, yeah, we were planning to do Kiss and Love Court yesterday, but we got so busy with a bunch of other stuff. So, hey, it's a f- special Friday edition, Jack. Yes, we got this text from Sandy. She says, Hey, Chris, Jack, and Matt, school is out for another year, and our son just finished grade 11. Now, let's just say he didn't shine. He and his father are not concerned because they're thinking that he'll just continue in his father's footsteps farming. He hasn't been taking his studies seriously at all, and I'm not getting much support from his dad. I think an education would be nice as a backup. What can I do? Hmm. I think this is a common issue probably around the farm and maybe even other things too, right? It's like, you know, the, the kid's already focused on something else that may not necessarily need a, uh, you know, a, a, a university a or college or, or yeah. anything like that. And so they just kind of got to do their thing. And it seems like dad's supportive. Hey, dad likes the help on the farm, right? Why not? You're the only one who's lived this, Chris. Yeah. You grew up on a farm. Yeah. You wanted to get out. Yeah. And my parents were... They wanted me to get out too. They what were about your like, brothers? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Same kind of thing. Now, my ironically, my sister's the one that lived now lives on the family farm. So, but there was a lot of support to like find something else to do because farming is a stressful, tough job, right? So, but in this case, it doesn't sound like there's a lot that support. So, what does she do? I, you know, moms or dads, can you relate to this? Maybe you know you want them to go a different direction, but you're not really getting through to them. Even a farmer could use a trade. Yeah. Hey, you know, you don't idea. have yeah. to go to Grant McEwen and take general studies. Right. Go to university and become a doctor. Right. Go get your me- your mechanic ticket. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you got farming and you're a mechanic. Right. So you can fix the stuff on the farm. There you go. It has there's a good backup. Look okay. at you. That's you can, very smart. You can go to Olds too. If I went to Clown College. College. Yeah. All right. What do you think, Jack? I don't know. There's no way a grade 11 boy, you're going to get him to sit down and study. That's my thoughts. <laughs> like, good luck. Truth. All right. 780-421-1039 is always the number to call. Again, Haley, what's her name? Sorry. Sandy. Sandy. Sandy needs help. How does she get through to her son and her husband? You're listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. This is Kissin' Love Court. Yeah, Sandy reached out this week, and she's got an issue. Yeah, her son's in grade 11 and isn't really shining in school and says, well, that's okay. I'm just going to follow in dad's footsteps and take over the family farm. Dad's actually in support of it. He's like, yeah, this is great. She's like, uh, I think you should have an education that's just a background. Backup. No, 
I'm kind of changing my tune. Are you? We force our kids to do so much. Yeah. This kid's got his passion. Yeah. And it's hate. Yeah. <laughs> Let him hate it up. Yeah. <laughs> Celine texts in and says, well, he, he could even do agriculture mechanic, at, uh, be an agriculture mechanic if he wants to stick to the farm stuff. Then he could work on the farm, fix the equipment, as well as other farmers' equipment, and get paid for it. That's a great idea. It's like the best of both worlds. Farmers always need welders, too. Get your welding ticket, because trust me, all things need to get fixed all the time, especially when I was driving it. But I thought, like... Farmers knew how to do all this stuff themselves. They do. They do. 100%. But do they know how to do it right? They know how to do it well enough. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh Another text here. Take him to Olds College Open House. They have agriculture school and trades. There you go. Then you'd have to go to Olds. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. It's not that bad. I guess so. Can you take it by correspondence, can't you? (laughs) Agriculture College? Probably could. Think? Well, there's things. Yeah. You know, I mean. A question I never thought I'd ask. (laughs) Yeah. What? That. Okay. Doing agriculture school by correspondence. I'm All sure. right, send us a picture of your hay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess it's kind of, what do you call it? Practicum. Yeah, well, like, you do, yeah, there. you could do the practicum at home. He's got a tractor at home. Yeah, he exactly. Drive Who's exactly. the boss of your internship? Would it be the cows? Your dad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dad. <laughs> All right. Uh, remind him, somebody says uh, that successful businessmen have an education and a farm is a business. It is a giant business now. Like, I mean, million dollar businesses, right? So, yeah. Yeah, someone did mention that farming is a business. You need basic knowledge to run the paperwork side and things break. It's better to know how to fix it than lose money every year paying someone else. There you go. Chris, how successful would Jack and I, if we quit radio and started a farm, how successful would we be? Who would be the boss between the two of you? Jack. Is yeah. that a question? Very successful then. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. It's 6.52, Kiss of the Morning with Chris Sheets. Jacqueline Sweeney. Good morning. Matt DeBurs. Oh, hi. It's Friday. We're just ignoring the weather forecast and just pretending it's going to be 30 and sunny. Yeah, exactly. Today's supposed to be not bad. Chance of showers. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah, exactly. It's all good. Uh, of course, the farmers, uh, they needed the rain to make the crops grow. Now the crops are starting to grow, and uh, now they need the sunshine and the heat. And speaking of farming, Jack? Yeah, Sandy wrote in and said she's in a little bit of a predicament with her son and her husband. Her son's in grade 11, doesn't really care about school, says, I'm going to take over the family farm. I'm going to do farming. It doesn't matter about my grades. The father kind of agrees. He's like, yeah. He doesn't really need an education. She's like, yeah, he does. Yes, he does. So she's asking what to do. This text says, my cousin was in the same predicament. He wanted to take over the family farm, but his parents and grandparents' rule was that he had to get an education, preferably in agriculture, in business if he was taking over the farm. So he took a two-year program at Olds that focuses on running a farm. And I can't remember the exact degree, but it definitely gave him an eye-opening for the more business side of the farm. Yeah. I played Farm Simulator for... Hours. Yes. I know how a farm works. Yeah. I don't think that counts as a degree, though. <laughs> I don't know. Virtual degree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> virtual, right? And Chris, get me that warning. Someone agrees with Matt. I agree with Matt, says what? this text from Barhead. You've got to have a backup plan, especially in this economy we're in right now. I went to school to become a plumber and I farm as well. Hit it again. Back to back. What? I agree with Matt. Come on. Red alert. Red alert. This next one, I agree with Matt. Too many people are in jobs they hate just to pay the bills. I grew up on a farm and I do miss it. Now, Matt, I got to point out that you actually changed your opinion. So, of course, people are going to agree with you on both sides. Quiet, quiet. I don't know. I, like you know, what? we're gonna have to get another thing produced called "I Agree with Matt's Second Opinion." <laughs> <laughs> Friday song coming up. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. 
Friday morning. Uh, this lady works so hard behind the scenes at the radio station, Steph Hansen. She's in early this morning getting a bunch of stuff done for the weekend. And, uh, well, this might be the craziest fishing story we've ever heard. Maybe you can top it. We'll see. Uh, Steph, tell us your story. Uh, <laughs> I was boogie boarding yes. in Costa Rica, and I caught a fish with my belly button ring. <laughs> I can't believe this. How it long actually, does it hang? <laughs> it doesn't. It's just a normal ring with the two little balls, you know, okay. on either end to, like, hold it in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm boogie boarding. It was a windy day, and I caught a good wave, and I'm going along. I'm like, yeah, woo, look at me go. John kind of fell off behind me, and he couldn't hear me screaming. Yeah. All of a sudden, something started slapping my tummy, and I scream, <laughs> and I look, and this fish goes flopping back into the water, and I fall in the water, and there's this whole kerfuffle, and John's yeah. like, what happened? So I told him, and I looked at my ring, and one of the balls was gone, and the whole thing was bent. <laughs> yeah. How big was this fish? I don't know. She's showing, she's showing like, like the length of her arm. I'm like, I saw the tail of it. I saw the it tail bent of it. Your but belly button ring. It did. I didn't feel that though. It just was slapping. And I promoted this by saying yeah. this is the ultimate fisher story, like the fishing story, like that I've ever heard in my life. So you once caught one this big? Well, I caught one with my belly button ring. That's right. Top Crazy. that. Crazy. <laughs> but like when you boogie board, you're on your stomach. Well, you're kind of like lifted up a little bit, like yeah. on your elbows. So yeah. your stomach is not there's so lying a, flat there's room on the, the board. Fish to get in fish there. size gap. Yeah, perfect <laughs> fish I've size seen gap. I've some bait before. Was your belly button ring sparkly? <laughs> yep. All right, that did it. See, <laughs> if it had been Matt and I, the belly button lint would have been the bait. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You don't have any of that. Wow. Plus, with all the hair, I would have never lost that fish. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner. Thank you, Steph. Can you beat Steph's story? Call us now. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yeah, Steph Hansen from the radio station just told her crazy story of catching a fish with her belly button ring. Sometimes you're not even intending to catch them and you catch them. It's crazy. We got some crazy fishing stories here. We were fishing at Buck Lake one time and I thought I'd caught a monster. It was so heavy and I had to reel it in for over an hour. We even had to backtrack the boat to go and get it. Well, it ended up being a dead fish that I caught. They snagged one up. Last year when we went sturgeon fishing on the Fraser River, the biggest fish we caught was a dead salmon with the anchor rope. So there you go. It just kind of got hooked on there. I'm like, oh, there you go. Sometimes you can catch it by accident. Yes. Another story here. Definitely can't beat Stephanie's story, but as a fly fisherman, every once in a while, you'll be fishing in a deep hole and catch a small fish. While bringing him in, a big bull trout comes up from the depths and grabs him. Yes. If you're lucky, he doesn't let go and you get two fish with one line. This has happened a few times with the group that I fish with and it's always a fun time. It's like a hole in one golf. That's so neat. Right? Sweet. Yeah. My favorite show on earth is Hillbilly Hand Fishing. Yeah. I, before I die, I just want to catch a catch catfish with my bare hands. Yeah. Do they wear gloves? No. No. Just get in there noodling, buddy. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Um, yeah, you guys both have your young little people, and uh, I've been through the young little people stages. There's all these different little stages. Jack, you're in the middle of potty training right now. Mm-hmm. You're trying to convince your it's daughter. It's been a long process. Trying to convince your daughter that it's uh, the way to go, although it just does seem to be a lot of work. You know, you can just do it in your diaper. It makes complete sense or whatever they call it now, pull-ups. I know. I think, well, it's more of a diaper, and sometimes I'm like, I, do I just want an easy day? and yeah. just have her in diapers today. It's so much easier. I'm not there yet. Yeah. But I have saw something this weekend. Yeah. Makes me question my existence. Yeah. As a parent. Yeah. So we were camping with my parent, my my in-laws. Yes. And my wife's sister. Right. Who has a son who's a few weeks older than Jack's kid. Okay, right. So he's in the months. middle of potty training. Yeah. yeah. He's in the middle of potty training. 
So I get there, it's probably an hour in, and then I see something that rattles me to my core. Yeah. We're in like the busiest campground on earth, Gull yeah. Lake. There's hundreds of people around. We happen to be camped right by this natural playground. Okay. That are, there's kids everywhere. Yeah. So anyway, Gabe, the kid, he's potty training. Yeah. All of a sudden, hits him just like that. Like, yeah. mommy, got a poo. Okay, and when that happens, when you're potty training, it's Jack, go time. When they, when they say that, I mean, you just you you, you gotta, drop everything you, you're doing. You got to take advantage and of they that drop opportunity. Their drawers. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. The problem is he didn't. He just lifted his arms up and okay. waited. He's oh. like, okay, somebody's gonna come and get me. All right. Anyway, so nice. they get the little potty out. Yeah. And it's not like they scoop the kid up and put him behind the, one of the many trees that were around. Yeah. It's like right out front of the driveway, like where the he campsite. was standing, where this the, the the spirit moved him is where it was going to. That's happen. where it was happening. Right. So they grabbed the little potty, yeah. plop him down there's literally trailers going by kids <laughs> yeah. on bike bikes there's a concession people are eating ice cream walking by he's just having an open air activity yeah. so to speak right and he's just he's just smiling and waving and he's all good and everybody's in a panic because they want him to you know yeah. do this properly sure i am laughing so hard and i don't want to be that guy but i'm laughing and laughing and laughing i have to leave yeah. i come back finish his business and now there's the cleanup. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so they're doing that. They got his butt pointed towards the <laughs> playground while this happens. Do they have no shame? What's going on? I guess not. I mean, the kid, the kid doesn't know <laughs> yeah, what's happening. Yeah, he's just a little guy. But Whatever. But still, right? <laughs> and then he's wrapped up, all finished, and they just leave the potty there. Yeah? Full. Full. Yeah. And like on the middle of the road. Yeah. Well, it was there. So if you're going by, you're like, oh, what's that? Is that some sort of uh, play yeah. device? Oh, no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a step stool? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How a colorful did, step stool. How yes. long did it stay there? Oh, I would say a good hour, hour and a half. Like, why would somebody not have had the, like the... I think mom and dad didn't want to be the ones to do it. It's like, it's Allie's issue. Her kid, right? Yeah. And then she got caught up doing something else. We were eating dinner, and I, all I could see out of the corner of my eye was this little potty. So <laughs> eventually, you. it happened again the next day. Yeah. And they had guests come over, people they knew from the campground. So I was like, all right, I can handle this. I moved it myself. Yeah. And this really, I can't <laughs> wait till my kid potty trains because I'm sure I'm going to be exactly like it. But it was something to see, I'll tell you. Yeah. So the, the question is, yeah, Jack, have you had any experiences like that? I was that? just going to say that, Matt. Like, yeah. I cannot wait yeah. in another year and a half yeah. when we are hearing you say, I don't care where it happens. If yeah. he's doing it, yeah. that's the success. <laughs> and yeah. if it's in the middle of the driveway, that's great. But then I, I don't care. But I, I get that part. But the part that's strange is that they just left it on the road for like an hour, like and a half. Like, yeah. Somebody's got to pick that up. Like, clean up on aisles too. Like, seriously. Right? The chimichangas couldn't wait. All right. <laughs> What about you? I know you don't want to tell a story about your own personal experience, but I bet you'd like to tell a story about your sister or your sister-in-law or your brother or your brother-in-law. There we go. What is the strangest potty training thing you've seen in your life? We want to hear from you. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Well, no surprise, but you've all got potty training stories. Yeah, two texts here. Not necessarily weird, but the things that people will bribe their kids with. My parents kept a toy tractor in their bathroom on the top shelf to bribe my little brother. He got it when he was completely trained. It's super funny, but I don't even blame them. You do what you got to do, man. Yep. Oh, stickers, Tic Tacs, jelly beans, anything. <laughs> so sounds like your kid's food motivated. <laughs> you get another waffle if you go in the potty. Uh, yeah, Alan, what about you? Well, I went camping. Uh, we were potty training uh, our son, and uh, he goes, Daddy, I got to go to the bathroom. I turn around, he has his hand in the front and hand in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My left and right hand had the steaks and the potatoes. Yeah. I just turned 
to him and said, run! <laughs> <laughs> I put it on the table, I grabbed the wet wipes and the garbage bag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they're grabbing from the front and the back, that's never a good no, sign. for anybody. <laughs> You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Kissing in the morning with Chris, Jack, and Matt. There is Brett Eldridge. Love someone. It's a 749. Oh, we love our children, but there are some trying and challenging days, like when you're trying to potty train. Oh, yes. And sometimes those days can last a really long time, but this is like an urban myth. This text says, we potty trained our twins at a year and a half old. They let We let them run around all day naked on Saturday, fed them watermelon like crazy, and Saturday down in front of the TV to watch potty time with Elmo. It took one day. What? And they were only a year and a half. They were out of diapers by the end of the day. How is that possible? Hmm. I call poppycock. Hmm. I don't think like so. Like no accidents? I don't know. This text here, we had issues with our second daughter with potty training until we were camping and no one else was around. My husband taught her to pee like a guy. Well, apparently that solved the issue. She thought it was hilarious, so she kept on doing it. And the week after, she was using the toilet no problem. All three of my girls have competitions on how far they can pee. They will out-pee any guy to shame. <laughs> I wish you could see Chris's face right now. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> can, can they rate their names in the snow? Like, you go, girls. Really talented people can dot the I. I know that for a fact. Steph's got an unbelievable story about her two children, 17 months apart. You don't want to miss about potty training. It's coming up next. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Well, uh, this past weekend, Matt had a bit of a vision into his future with potty training. You're now, what, nine-month-old son, eight-month-old yeah. son. Uh, you were watching your nephew, and uh, it was the campground. And uh, when they got to go, they got to go. The little porta potty comes out, boom. Right out in the open, next to the playground, did yeah. his business. Yeah. It's the way she went. But, you know, you guys should be happy that he did it in the porta potty or the little potty, right? Yeah, exactly. We got this text when we were potty training our son. He came into the house from outside one day, proud as a peacock, and says, I pooped outside. Well, my husband got so angry and my poor son was so confused. He looked up at my husband and so innocently said, but Jake does it. Dot, dot, dot. Jake would be our dog. There you go. Can you blame him? No. I mean, he sees that every day. The dog doing its business. Yeah. So he figures, okay, I'm going to go outside and do the same thing. Sometimes he even scoots his rear end on the grass. Like, who knows? Whatever, right? (laughs) Uh, Steph, what about you? Hey, I got a funny potty training story from when my oldest boys were young. Sure. They're 17 months apart. Max was obviously walking and he was learning how to, you know, potty and stuff like that. And Vinny was crawling around on the ground and I had left them for a minute. And when I came back downstairs, Max was standing on top of the table and Vinny's sitting on his butt, and he's licking his face. And I'm like, what? Why are you wet? Oh, no. And he's, like, just <laughs> licking away. And I'm like, Max, did you pee on Vinny's head? And he's like, yeah, I don't like the potty. And this is what I, do. <laughs> I couldn't freaking believe my eyes. Then just licking his face. And I'm like, Max, dude, like, we don't... We don't pee on your brother's head. Or <laughs> the weird sentences start coming out that you think, why did I even think I have to say that? Like, yeah, the things you never thought you'd say. Right? And that was my first one. We don't pee on our brother's head. There you go. <laughs> You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at Kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K, on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter. All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? <laughs> well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong, S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.